Hello, Saubona, how's it, Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to the Every Nation podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. Morning, church. So good to be with you this morning and uh, to be bringing the word. I love this church uh, for two reasons. Uh, we know Wayne and Trish, we've adopted them as friends. And when we uh, grow up, we hope we'll be like them. Um, and secondly, this is my favorite city in the world. Devon, we give it to you guys. You are you're the only kingdom that we have in South Africa. And, and, and normally when we preach, we go around, uh, people think that I say this to every city. No, it's only Durban. I, I used to work here uh, in my other life. I used to work for Unilever. So uh, Tando and I were at Varsity together. Some of you know, you know Tando. We were at VET together. Uh, the best university in Africa, VET University. <laughs> and... Um, uh, we, have, we have good friends here that we've known over the years, and I look at their kids, and I'm like, wow, what happened? And Knox and Langa, they were sitting here. Rapture, has rapture happened? Okay, there's Langa. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I saw a lot of faces here. Andrew Paul, we were at his wedding in Nottingham Road. You know, like, you can see that we've been around. We know a number of people, and uh, yeah, it's good to be with you this morning. I wanted to say... Um, just to, to Wayne and Trish, thanks for having us here. But also, I want to honor you guys for your tenacity. I want to honor you guys for how you steward and how you lead. And even your passion for the city. We see what you guys are doing for God in the city. And watch the space. Greater days are ahead. Greater days are ahead. Greater days are ahead. Greater days are ahead. And I believe that. And as we were worshiping, I felt such a tangible presence of the Lord. And I believe it is coming from a place of prayer. As we were just worshiping, I could feel that this is a praying church. And I want to encourage you to continue to be a praying church. I do believe that the revivals are birthed when we are on our knees. It is when we pray that revivals are birthed. The revival we are seeing in Joburg is because we are praying. We are seeing just a revival, young people coming to the Lord uh, we, we do this uh, once a month prayer and fasting. And uh, this is the only time I've seen in the history of the church where the prayer meeting is so well attended that the one time we canceled the prayer meeting and people showed up. They said, whether you come or not, pastor, we're going to pray. I'm like, come on. You know prayer is culture. It was school holidays in July. We canceled the prayer meeting. People showed up. They said, even if you close the church, we'll pray in the parking lot. <laughs> They just came to pray. This is my family. If you go back to that slide, they are here with me. So normally I have that slide to put it as a standard to, to when I'm traveling without them. Then I can say uh, I am married because people doubt sometimes <laughs> to one wife. And uh, our three kids are there uh, with us today. Lemo, who's just 10, 16. Zinzi, 10, 13. So we've got two teenagers. Pray for us. Uh, <laughs> Our youngest, Rory, she's probably at Kids Church, but we are privileged, privileged to be raising our kids. So, our sermon today is a city on a hill, a city on a hill. And you ask yourself, why am I using this as a topic? When you look at the current state of our world, the current state of our nation, it can be depressing, it can be disheartening, it can be discouraging, all the diseases that you can think of. 
but we know that our God is at work. I remember the words of uh, Billy Graham that really encourages me in the midst of all that's happening. I have read the last page of the Bible. It is all going to turn all right. I have read the last book of the Bible. It is going to turn all right. It was also the cathedrals who came up with a song. I have read the last page of the book, and we win. I have read the last book of the Bible, and we win. That is to say, no matter what you may be going through right now, we are going to win. No matter what your soccer team is going through right now, the children of God are going to win. Amen. Amen. I see I've got witnesses in the house. No matter what is going on in the world, in the end, we win. And that is what encourages me every morning, that it doesn't matter even what the bank balance is saying, in the end, in the end, we win. We win. And this is where I'm going with the word today, that the church of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God, in the end we win. In case you're wondering, Pastor Sai, where are you getting that from? Read Revelations. It says, and the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Savior. In the end, even the kingdom of KZN is going to be the kingdom of our Lord. Amen. In the end, we win. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and our Savior. So our text today is from Isaiah chapter 2, and it is based on a prophecy that was given that helps us understand that God is at work, no matter what is happening in the world today, no matter the load shedding, in the end, we win. Amen. So you can put anything in front of that sentence, in the end, we win. That's our takeaway today. In the end, we win. The game is already being sorted out. God has taken care of it. So whenever we read about prophecies, we need to ask ourselves the timing of the prophecy and what it was for, because prophecy is for exhortation, prophecy is for encouragement, and prophecy is for our comfort. So this prophetic word that we're going to read was written with us in mind, and I want you to listen carefully to what the prophet Isaiah is saying to us this morning. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the let us go to the mountain of the lord and to the house of the god of jacob that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes among many peoples. And they shall beat their plowshares, their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they lend war no more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. So friends, from this text that we've read, it starts by saying in the latter days, 
The latter days speaks of two eras, which is the messianic era, which is the first coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe it also speaks about the, the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we're going to see when we get to the book of Revelation. So I'm laying a foundation here to say that when this prophecy was spoken, that in the latter days, it was speaking about the first coming, meaning that God is at work. We speak about God's redemption plan from Genesis all the way to Revelation. God is at work. That is why we can say, in the end, we win. So now with this text that we've read, there's few words that come out here that I want to bring your attention to. The Bible speaks about the mountain and the house, which I believe it's the kingdom and it's the church. So when we speak about the mountain, mountain is something that's towering over people. So it speaks about kingdom. It speaks about governance. I saw you went for a hike, uh, Wayne, uh, recently. Which place was that? It looked really great. Is it the Drakensberg? All right, great. The next camp is going to be at the Drakensberg. <laughs> When you go up a mountain, you get a view that you will never be able to get when you are down below. So I am building this for you to see that the church of Jesus Christ, it's meant to rise up and get a view over the land, over the nation that people are not able to see. That is why we are people of hope. We get to see things that other people don't see with spiritual eyes. Why did the Bible just say the house of the Lord? It didn't just say the house of the Lord. It says the mountain of the house of the Lord. The mountain and the house. So the mountain, it's something that is visible that is up there. So there's a picture i like to see. If you go to the next slide, i like to show this picture. What a house, hey? I don't know how you get up there, but that's a nice house. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know, you use a helicopter, you fly. I don't know how you get up there, but... My daughters like to say to my son, you're going to get married, get a wife, and a house on a hill. I don't know where that comes from as well. But when you look there, there's a, there's a mountain and there's a house. The, the mountain, as I've just said, it is, it is the kingdom of God, right? And the house, it's the people of God. Because every time you read in Scripture, when it speaks about the house of the Lord, it speaks about the house of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, you fast forward to the New Testament, you read Genesis 3, you read Galatians 3, 19. It says, those who belong to Christ are heirs of Abraham and heirs according to the promise. So you and I, this prophecy has us in mind as heirs of Abraham, as seeds of Abraham, that we also are the house of the Lord. So if we understand that the house of the Lord, it's you and I, we are the church of Jesus Christ. But we are supposed to be that house on the hill. So I want to submit this to you. That the church of Jesus Christ, a lot about its imperfections have been said. But it is a bride that is beautiful, that is rising up, and that is strong. And that will be visible. A lot of imperfections about the body of Christ can be said, but I believe the church of Jesus Christ is called to be strong, to be visible, and to rise up. Let me take you back to the text that we've just read. It says, the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established. That speaks about strength. Something when it's established, it speaks about strength. And it also says it will be lifted up. It will be towering over. It means 
the church of Jesus Christ is meant to be visible. It will be seen. The church of Jesus Christ will be seen. There's a scripture I like to read. And this is going to be also the basis of our talk today. If you go to the slide about Matthew chapter 5, before I share some of the stories about how the church of Jesus Christ is rising up. Matthew 5 verse 15 says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to God your Father who is in heaven. A few phrases here. You and I, we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but put it up on top like that city on a hill, like that mountain that's towering over. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works, the good things that you're doing in the city of Devon, that people will see them, and when they see them, what will they do? They will glorify the Father. I'm always amazed by every time you read about light in Scripture, you also find the word glory. Just from what we've read, it says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father. And you will see how this connects to this very prophecy that we just read. It means that when we begin to shine the light of Jesus Christ, we become glory carriers. We carry the glory of God. We carry a radiance that people cannot avoid. Going back to the church, the bride of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you have noticed that until the bride shows up, there's no wedding. Until the bride shows up, there's no wedding. She can take her time doing the makeups, whatever they do before they show up. And I know that uh, some of us, uh, we are trying hard to change the culture to make sure that uh, even uh, black African weddings, we are on time. <laughs> By the way, my wife and I, we were on time at our wedding. Tando was there. He can witness. We were on time. I can share my secrets with you how we made it on time. I didn't go to the chapel to wait and wait, sweating, praying in tongues. No, we went to her house. I was sitting in the car, and only when I saw her in the car, I said, okay, we can go to the church. <laughs> I was sure that she's going to be there, you know. We were on time. Some people arrived late, driving all the way from Joburg. It was in Mafike, and they found us married. I don't know what they came to witness. <laughs> the point I want to bring to you is when the church of Jesus Christ begins to show up, things are going to happen in our nation. When the church of Jesus Christ begins to show up, things are going to happen in our nation. Today, I'm calling you up as the church of Jesus Christ to be all that God has called us to be, and we're going to see change. The bride of Christ is rising up. The bride of Jesus is rising up. How does the bride of Jesus rise up? We need to speak to the things that are happening in the nation. We cannot be silent. We need to speak and we need to be visible. We need to rise up. It was uh, early last year that um, we as the leadership team of Every Nation, Rose Bank, we really felt the Lord calling us to speak into the issue of the land. 
Because you know how the enemy has been trying to divide our nation on the issue of the land? And how the politicians have also just played the card and used it leading up to the elections. So we felt like we need to go to the word and say, God, what do you say about the land? And let me start by saying the Bible is very clear that the land belongs to the Lord. And I'm sorry if I'm stepping on toes now. Because it is in Psalm 24, it says that earth and everything that is in it belongs to the Lord. Okay, it's not the end of the story. He has given it to men to steward the land. So we have been given land to steward the land. So when we were studying the scripture and say, what does the Bible say about scripture? Scripture is very clear that yes, the land belongs to the Lord. And when the land has been taken, it must be restituted with righteousness. So yes, restitution is in scripture, but how you restitute it must be done properly. And now what we did is coming out of that land think tank that we had and a few of other national leaders were involved. We pulled together a submission to parliament. You would remember sometime last year, there were over 700,000 submissions to parliament. 700,000. They picked up only 30 to come and present in parliament. Only 30. And out of the 30, they chose every nation to come and present in parliament. Out of the 700,000, they picked up only 30 to come and present in parliament. So this is my claim to fame. <laughs> Myself and Pastor Gareth said we went to give this presentation. I call it the lion's den <laughs> with my dear friends from the EFF. We are friends now. And we were able to present that this is what we see as the blueprint from Scripture, not holding back about the land. And then you fast forward. I mean, by the way, 700,000, and then you pick up 30. If you do the maths, it's 0.00002%. <laughs> and we were chosen to go and present. And then people ask, how did you get to be presenting there? It's because a city on a hill cannot be hidden. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. That's the answer. Fast forward, this year, a land report is presented to President Cyril Ramaphosa, and someone calls me and says, Pastor Sai, have you noticed that in the official land reform uh, report, your submission has been copied almost verbatim? And I'm like, I'm still waiting for a call from the president. <laughs> Just to say thank you guys for the hard work. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So when that prophecy was given that the church of Jesus Christ, the house and the mountain of the Lord, shall be lifted up, it was speaking about us. We are meant to rise. We are meant to rise. We are meant to speak. We are meant to act. We are meant to be visible as the church of Jesus Christ. Not all of us will go to parliament, but all of us can shine some light. Wherever God has called us, we can shine some light. And by the way, this wasn't part of the, 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 the word today, but I, I like when uh, uh, Wayne spoke about prophetic words. Is When I was at Varsity, it was prophesied that one day you will be in full-time church ministry and you will work with government. Do you believe in prophecy? Do you believe in prophecy? Where am I today? Parliament. You will be in church ministry and you will work with government. That prophecy when it was given 24 years ago 
Tando, that's when we were still skinny. Oh, you're still skinny. Anyway. <laughs> 24 years ago when that prophecy was given, I, I may have not believed that prophecy, but it's happening today. Another powerful testimony is um, Dorian Wrigley has been up here. It was yeah, earlier this year. Dorian uh, and Professor Vili Cronier, who happens to be a dear friend, uh, neighbor, they came up with this amazing innovation. It is called the Personal Consumer Grid Innovation. You can put it up there. I'm going to read this for you. It's essentially a home electrical grid solution to easily integrate renewable energy sources along with batteries and appliances for the electrification of households in Africa. This expandable solution ensures that each household can afford more solar panels with wind generators, batteries, and 12 volts appliances. These components are easily added to the systems. So there's two key things out of this innovation. One is that you will be able to have solar panel that you can set it up yourself at home and get off the grid, ESCOM grid. Lord bless ESCOM. <laughs> Secondly, people who do not have access to electricity, especially in rural areas, can be able to afford solar energy. Now, this innovation came uh, to a PhD student uh, who works with P Professor Vili Cronier, Amazing innovation. And then Doreen Wrigley, who's one of our elders, they are now funding this project that is commercially going out there, and a lot of people are going to have light. A lot of people are going to have light. So I'm challenging you that those innovative ideas, they are there. They are there in the church of Jesus Christ. All we have to do is to rise up and shine some light and be those who carry the glory of God. This is just one of the stories. I can tell you story after story. Of, by the way, innovation is the implementation of ideas. It's great to have ideas, but up until they're implemented, it's just a great idea. Innovation is the implementation of ideas. When the church of Jesus Christ rises up and takes its rightful place, the Bible says nations will flow to it. Nations will flow to it. Let's skip to verse 2. It says, and all the nations shall flow to it, and many people shall come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and we may walk in his paths. So this is to say that when the church of Jesus Christ is rising up, nations will flow to it. I like the word that is being used here. It says they will flow to it, to the house of God. It means there will not be any hindrance that will stop them from coming to the house of God. All that we have to do is to rise up, is to rise up and shine some light. Nations shall flow to it. I really felt to challenge us as the church of Jesus Christ that when people come into the church of God, they must feel safe. That is to say, people from different countries, they must feel safe. We need to change the narrative that is in South Africa that non-South Africans are not welcome in our country. We need to change that narrative. And it starts in the church of Jesus Christ. Nations, the Bible didn't say just tribal groups. It says nations shall flow into the house of God. So everyone is welcome in the house of God. And I want to speak to South Africa today that 
Remember how other nations looked after us during the time of apartheid? Now it's time to look after the nations. And it starts in the house of the Lord. Amen. So as the nations, as the church is rising up, nations will come. And now I'm taking it to you. Challenge to us. Come. Verse 5. Let's jump to verse 5. O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. So we hear a cry of the prophet of God, O house of Jacob, all the people of God, let us walk in the light of the Lord. If we want to see the Lord move in power, let us walk in the light of the Lord. So, you know when pastors say, I'm beginning to close, that's when they begin to preach. <laughs> Let's go to the next slide. Isaiah 60 verse 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory, light and glory together again. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. And thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. Of your rising. Kings are going to show up. Kings are going to come to the brightness of your rising. It is when we rise as children of God that kings and nations shall flow to the brightness of our rising. It says, for your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. Your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. It says that thick darkness covers the earth. Darkness covers the earth, but thick darkness covers the people. So two different things there. When it says that darkness shall cover the earth, it means we need light, you and I, to shine, to destroy the light. But thick darkness covers the people, so we need the glory of God to penetrate and destroy the thick darkness. Because when we speak about glory, it's radiant beauty, and also glory commands respect. It's magnificence. So as the children of God, the church of Jesus Christ that's rising up, we need to show His radiant beauty, and we need to command respect. We need to command respect. That's what glory is. Prophet Isaiah is crying out, calling us, people of God, let us arise and shine, for the light has come. To destroy thick, thick darkness, we need the glory of God. Nations shall come to your light. It's repeated again. And kings, to the brightness of your rising. I want to end with Revelations chapter 21. If you have your Bibles, please open with me. I didn't put it on the screen on purpose so that you can read with me from your own Bibles. The very same prophecy that we read in Isaiah chapter 2, you see it in Revelation. Right here, verse 9. I did say in the beginning that it was for the first coming and the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The new Jerusalem. Then came one of the seven angels who had seven bowls full of seven last plagues and spoke to me saying, Come, 
I will show you the bride. You see the bride is showing up right there. I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. A great and high mountain. There's the mountain. And he showed me the holy city, a city on a hill. He showed me a holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God and having the glory of God, its radiance like the most rare jewel, the glory of God, the radiance of God. It's like the most rare jewel. It's like jasper, a clear crystal. So from this text, saints, it's saying to us as the church of Jesus Christ, we are that great and high mountain. We are that great and high mountain that is meant to rise up. That in the last days when all the nations are coming in, they are coming in to worship God. But because we as the children of God, we arose when the time came. Let me just see with a show of hands. How many of you have missed the flight before? This is a safe space. Don't worry. You can be honest. All right. Keep your hands raised. Keep your hands raised. I want those who are not, your hands are not raised. Just look at them. Speak to them after the service. You can put your hands up. Ask, you can put your hands down. Ask them after the service about the pain of losing a flight, the pain of missing your flight. I've missed two flights in my entire life, and I've been to Victory Weekend just to deal with uh, disappointment. The first one, I thought it wasn't my fault. Still today, I still think it wasn't my fault. The second one, it was my fault. Now, the reason I ask you that question about the pain of missing a flight is the Lord was showing me that uh, He's calling us to an adventure as His children, but we tend to miss out on this adventure of shining some light. We miss out on this adventure. Think about it this way. I actually had a dream about this recently. You can see how deep the pain was. I dreamt like I was missing a flight, and they, they let me go through the gate and say, you can run to the plate, into the plane. By the way, this is just in a dream. <laughs> it doesn't happen in real life. They let me run to the plane, and I, and I feel like God was speaking to me again that a number of Christians, some of them are sitting in the lounge, enjoying good coffee, all the coffee lovers out there. Some Christians, you might be at the airport, but you're busy doing your shopping, buying gifts or whatever, enjoying life. And some Christians, uh, just distractions of life. We miss out on this adventure of getting to the plane. And God is calling us to be on this adventure with Him. Be on this adventure with Him. Be on this adventure of shining some light. Because that's when we become glory carriers. You know, two weeks ago, I was um, on an Uber from my house going to Rosebank to my connect group. And uh, there are times when you're studying a conversation with someone, salt, start a conversation, ask questions, listen, and tell a story. You're just listening. And I'm listening to this guy, and I realize that this guy is ready. He's ready to receive Jesus Christ. And there are times when you share the gospel with someone, and you can tell they're not ready. You don't have to force it over them. Just sow the seed and move on. And this guy, I mean, it's one of those moments like, you know, when you're praying that, Lord, may that traffic light close. <laughs> Holy Spirit, just so I can have more time with this guy, you know. The only time I pray for traffic in Joburg is when I'm in Uber. You know, like, let's share the gospel with this guy. And I, 
share the gospel, and by the time we get to the end of the trip, I lead him to the Lord. And as we speak, his name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But what amazed me is what happens afterwards is the joy, the joy that just comes, you know. It's the joy that just comes. You know, when I got off that Uber, I was even walking with a swag. It, there's something that happens when you shine some light. There's something that happens inside. You just feel the joy of God. That's the adventure he's calling us to. A lady from church um, was at peak and pay and noticed that the person in front of her was struggling to pay uh, her groceries. And she said, no, no, look, I'll pay for you. Remember the God pocket? The God pocket is be ready all the time to be a blessing. She just paid for this lady, and pay, after paying, they started a conversation, found out that she's out of work, and invited her to church the following week. After church, we prayed for her, and that very same Sunday afternoon, she gets a call, come for a job interview the following day. The very same day, God still answers prayer. Some people work on Sunday. So she gets this call. She goes for an interview on Monday, she gets employed. She gets the job. God cares. All we have to do is to shine some light. Show up. Let us show up as the church of Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at enderban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermons. Be blessed.